0: So I get up, and I go, hey, man, I overheard your conversation. I was like, I think there's a Staples nearby, and they definitely sell uh, go pro- or they sell Kindle products there. And he goes, oh, wow, look at that. A nosy New Yorker getting in other people's business. Whoa! <laughs> he said that? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here.
0: I got something for you.
1: Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea dude this guy was a huge turkey what is this japan which is one of the reasons why i hadn't told you about it
0: no and i also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were gonna tell me yeah yeah which of course you were oh yeah guys welcome back to oops the podcast julio francis chris and ryan Mm. francis how are you
1: ah good to see you amigo ah
0: good to see you too Um, dude, I don't think I've, I've given you the brief yet on this hometown show. I did.
1: Oh, golly. It's a pretty
0: fun, interesting tale.
1: Come on, lay it on us.
0: Okay. So I think you're going to like this. So anyway, we were supposed to leave a little earlier to just like settle in and this and that. And I had some stuff come up like work stuff where we kind of got a little bit of a late start, but that ended up being good because anticipation for things that are potentially stressful or difficult is not helpful. So if, you're, if you happen to be really busy leading up to something like that, it can actually help you, I find. Mm, mm. Now, this show was stressful because, for a couple of reasons. So first of all, it was literally happening in my hometown. Free show, but ticketed. City paid for it. Shout out to Yasmin for organizing it. Ended up being really awesome. Um, but anyway, I knew that the show was outside. So I'm like, okay, that's yeah. hard to begin
1: with. That's tough.
0: I know the place where the show was happening, but I had no idea how they would set it up. And a thing that is set up for comedy that, isn't, that doesn't exist for comedy to begin with is always potentially problematic right. and difficult, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried about that. Now, I, as we drove to my parents' house first, I saw, I caught a glimpse of the venue to the left. Mm. And I was like, oh, cool. But it was like a little intimidating. It yeah. was like an a, a elevated stage, something you might see at like a fair. And then there was sort of like a parking lot. Um, and I guess people had been told to bring chairs type of thing or a blanket or whatever. So anyway, um, we do the show and dude, it was so interesting. So I'm up there and you know, probably a couple hundred people there. Great, great turnout. Um, everybody brought their sort of like folding chairs. Like they were going to a soccer game. Mm -hmm. It's pretty Mm -hmm. cute. People have blankets. It wasn't cold, but it was almost cold. It was like 51 degrees. I want to say
1: what that's cold.
0: It's getting there. But it's not like cold, cold. You know what I mean? Like I wore a hoodie, okay. it was fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, outdoor now it's next to this park where there's just people doing like interpretive dance, oh. and you just hear boom, 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 and people sort of like <laughs> people like aimlessly moving with the music with their head tilted back, like. Yeah. There's that happening. There's also just like random (laughs) bogeys walking around. I I hear a woman just yelling, "It smells like weed!" Just screaming that. Like as we're approaching the venue, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Um, and and it's next to the highway, so the occasional truck would go by and (laughs) actually make an impact in the show. So it's like, and I'm on stage, and I, I wasn't nervous necessarily because I just wasn't thinking about it, right? But I'm up there, I'm surveying the crowd, and I just see a lot of like parents of friends mm. which was so cool mm. like the friends weren't even there a lot of the time right. but their parents came i thought that was so nice mm-hmm. uh and i thought that the show went really well to be honest and i thought that i was able to balance sort of doing my actual shit to show that i can do it with the occasional anecdote about a person in the crowd without it cheapening the performance
1: of course which
0: i think is a hard thing to do potentially absolutely but i saw one of my friend's stepdads and i was like oh man like i have such a funny story about this guy about when i like w- i got scared by the x-files and like came into their bedroom at night crying and the dad like came to and the stepdad came downstairs to, like hang out with me gave me a coca-cola like you know hang out anyway like
1: it w- and like <laughs> that's a tough thing to give a child trying to get back to sleep but <laughs> <laughs>
0: no but like he's like here you go mm-hmm. like you know, that, that is funny. But but I do recall it being soothing. I, anyway, I was able to like throw some jokes in there or whatever. And it was just, it ended up being a really nice, uh, warm environment. And I felt really supported in a way where it's like, you know, I'm not doing the Hartford Civic Center. You know, I'm not, I don't have delusions of grandeur of where I am at in my career. Like, yes, I know that, you know, things have progressed for me nicely. And it's, I'm so grateful that I have this career, but I also in no like, you could have easily judged me for, 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 for this. Oh. No, I'm just saying. Like, it could be a thing where I, there, there's ways where, like, human thinking could have made this a non-warm environment. If I'm up there being like, oh, I'm embarrassed that I'm not doing this huge venue, or they're like, oh, he's not doing, there was none of any of that. It was, and, and it was sick. I don't, I'm not trying to like undermine it, but you know, 200 people, it wasn't 2000 people, Wow, 200 people came. 200 it's people. It's still a lot, bro. And they it's brought their own shit. a ton of
1: people for it's an ton, outdoor
0: show. Ton of people. It was, it was sick. It felt really great. Um, and I was hearing people like some oops people DM me being like, I think I was sitting behind your dad's students because I heard them being like, yo dude, you didn't go say hi to the G man yet? I guess they call him the G man. Like, okay. pay respects to the G man. G man. Uh. I think that the Wesleyan Lacrosse team was in the house. What? As part of their sort of like spring whatever kickoff weekend, they're big fans of you too. Oh, that's so sh- nice. Shout out to the West Lac Squad. Yeah, cool. Um, Ryan was there. Mm, facts uh, with Ryan. Ryan, did you have any thoughts about the the vibe?
2: No, the shows went great. Yeah, the show's good. Someone
1: DM'd me a a video of Ryan shooting the show. Oh, really? And said, "Facts with Ryan in the wild." <laughs> huh nice
0: yeah (laughs) i love that
1: but i think it was when your opener was on okay yeah. because you later told me that he went down into the crowd yeah and this guy performing was on the pavement with a bunch of people sitting around looking up at him yeah and and i didn't i thought boy did julio not use that huge stage
0: (laughs) behind him (laughs) shout out to rob uh who did a great job I get the impulse to go on the ground and like connect and whatever. But I remember thinking in my head, I was like, oh no, now if I go on the stage, do I look like a piker? Mm. But this was handled for me perfectly.
1: And I was, by the way, are you aware that you are in many ways as neurotic as I am? Like, yes. Good. I I think that's something we uh, subconsciously bond over.
0: So I also think it's funny because, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think that you think and that people think that i'm like much more laid back
1: yes that's correct and then
0: sometimes when you see that i'm in fact not now i am in many ways most
1: of the time you are but
0: of course i have these extremely specific neurotic thoughts all the time yeah over analyzing whatever yeah but so anyway i'm like fuck like this is gonna be this is gonna be awkward and at one point i hear the host be like is julio here yasmin the event organizer was like yeah he's he's here and he goes, is he going to come down here or is he going to be on the stage? And she goes, on the stage. Wait, and he, this is
1: during the guy's set?
0: Yeah. It, it wasn't weird. It oh, wasn't. Okay. He just like, there wasn't enough time to like debrief on all that. So it was just like figuring out in real time. He did like 25, 30 minutes to, to kick it off. He, he was a pro. So he got back up on the stage. And then I was like, oh, that is completely handled for me. I don't have to worry about it. Oh, nice. Uh, but I thought the show was great. The guy who, who soda refrigerator I talked about a couple of episodes parents were there they appreciated the show the shout out shout out to the torellis uh uh-huh. and yeah dude what a what a fun awesome thing cool really, really that's great.
1: cool did you feel like the hometown hero
0: I didn't feel like the hometown hero but I felt like a rapper on some shit where I was like I want to put on for my city bro
1: <laughs> That sounds I, like hometown hero to me It made
0: me just want to rap where I'm from you know what I mean it made me proud of where I was from yeah. it made me feel really uh just really like cared for in Mm. this really nice way that like can really help in a job like this where like you feel alone a lot of the time and sometimes things can be hard so i appreciate everybody who came it was like one of the most special shows i've ever done
1: you know it's i i'm so glad to hear that man i sometimes there's a part of me that gets a little sad because i love maine where i grew up passionately Mm -hmm. and it's a humongous part of my identity One of my favorite things ever was when I was at uh, the Jake Reed graf Blue Chip (laughs) Camp at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Does blue chip
0: mean like promising people?
1: This camp at that time was the top showcase camp in the country for lacrosse. Got it. It was a big deal to get invited. Scouts who
0: come chewing on sunflower seeds.
1: I mean... Yeah, they'd be sitting in their folding chairs with their clipboard. <laughs> with their little piece of with their and they had a I remember they had a sort of a, a <laughs> I don't know, a dossier, a big big binder that had every player at the camp. So there were only a wow. hundred and nine or a hundred and ten players that got invited. Invite you, only? Yeah, you had to be invited by a division one coach. Wow. And who I think, invited you? I think Tambroni at Cornell, who wow. then went to Penn State. But I think he's the one who got me in and I didn't ask him to. He just saw me at a camp the summer before and said this kid needs to go. So it's the top hundred and ten players in the country and you go your junior summer and it's I think it's the the last week of June. This was at least this was the case then. And um you play just games. You don't there's no drills or practice. How long is it again? Uh 4 days. Okay. And you play 4 games? You play I think you play like either 2 or 3 games a day. Jesus. Yeah, and it's hot.
0: Are the rules slightly different in a situation like that? No. You're still kicking the shit out of each other? Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but you know, it's it's a little different <laughs> where none of you have played together before. So you don't have set plays. Yeah, and you don't really have, you know, coordinated offense or defense or anything. It's that's hard, dude. Everybody is kind of playing to to show, to show off. off, and it's like
0: the wild and out callbacks.
1: But you're but you're also aware that if you're just a ball hog the whole time, that that would be a bad look. Yeah. Um. And so people pass, and our team was actually very good. We had an attackman named Billy Bitter, that's who, the same name. um. I think he was from Vermont, but he'd gone to boarding school cuz he'd broken his leg in a snowmobiling accident and so or a snowboarding accident. So people hadn't really seen him. And cuz he he'd missed this important recruiting year due to his injury and now he was fully healthy.
0: Oh, he's a dime one of those diamonds in the rough.
1: Dude, he was the best player at the camp by far. Wow. By that's sick. Far. That's sick. And it was sort of his coming out party. Nice. And he was so much better than everyone else. Really? It was unbelievable. Where did he end up playing? UNC. Is and that, he had oh, a wow. decorated career. Are there. they like one of the best, right? When he was there, I think they vied for wow. national championships. May have won one, frankly.
0: Can I ask you this? In the in a camp situation like this, is like being sick at passing equally impressive as other shit? Yeah, sure like is. Like a Jokic situation. Yeah,
1: yeah. It would be if you were a very good feeder. As an attackman and racked up a ton of incredible assists, you would be a highly desired recruit.
0: Is doing this move behind your head impressive, or does everybody do that?
1: Or if you don't (laughs) fuck it up, (laughs) okay. If you don't do it, and if you do it and it's it's not, and you don't pull it off, you lose the ball, or you're just way off, then you're kind of seen as a as a piker, as you would say.
0: (laughs) Is it the equivalent of a behind the back pass in basketball?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. Although I will say that in <laughs> lacrosse, there is a lot of utility to it at times.
0: You can shoot that way too, right? Yeah.
1: If you have an acute angle on the goal and it it can actually improve your angle on the goal. Oh, that's cool. Because if I'm coming at the, the goal righty and it's the, the angle is getting more extreme, by right. like going behind my back, I have a better angle than if I were to try to shoot over my... That makes sense. That's anyway... Cool. To, to be from Maine and to be invited to this camp was really a, a big deal for me because, uh, Maine is not a huge hotbed of lacrosse and, um, I mean, of
0: anything. There's, there, there's just not enough
1: people. We're, yeah. We're too remote, you know, and it, this is, it was a national stage. Every Division One head coach was there. They weren't sending their assistants to go scout this camp. Oh, wow. Um, and it was really cool and uh i played really well and i was a big guy i was the one of the taller guys there and i was fast and so while my skills weren't as maybe sharp as some of the kids from boys latin or you had the meat didn't matter i had i think a lot of coaches (laughs) saw me as a a a raw product yeah
0: exactly dude
1: to the degree that um this was cool have i ever told you these stories
0: no, bro. This is like Embiid. You didn't even start playing until late in the game, but they yeah. saw it.
1: And what happened was cool. You know, that was the last week of June. July 1st, at least, again, I have, things may have changed. But You're 16? No, I think I was 17. Okay. Because I was going into my senior year. Gotcha. But July 1st rolls around. That is the deadline or the, the day where, up until then, the NCAA prohibits coaches in lacrosse at least from phone calling you gotcha they can send you mailing and they can send you letters and they can send you things like that but they can't call you directly and i'd been recruited a bit to that point mostly by the ivy league schools um but on july 1st was the day where i thought oh you know maybe i'll start hearing from other schools and I just wanted to go to Harvard. I already knew cause they'd been recruiting me. I was like, if I can get in there, I'd like to go there. Yeah. Sick. But Absolutely. on July 1st, my mom woke me up in bed, you know, eight in the morning. And she said, it's uh coach Petra on the phone who was the head coach at Johns Hopkins. Oh wow. And they had won the national championship the year before. Wow. And they were the best team in the country. And I was like,
0: what? also an incredible school academically
1: 100 percent. and he called me and i you know tried to shake the sleep out of my voice and sat up in bed and he said <laughs> we want you you know we can offer you a scholarship and he wanted to convert me to defense though He wanted me to become a defender. Mm. Didn't that end up happening anyway? No. Oh, I thought... I was a midfielder, and he saw... He was a major... One of the best defensemen ever in the history of collegiate lacrosse. And I think he saw that with my size and speed, I you know, that potentially he could sort of mold me into a defenseman that would be more effective than the midfielder that I was. And... It didn't bother me, but um, I didn't want to play defense. And he was like, wanted to recruit me under the condition that I, I would theoretically switch positions, mm-hmm. which I wasn't that thrilled about. But um, good, good
0: place to be in. You know what I mean? I've always yeah. thought that, like, I was thinking about this the other day because there was so, oh, I was watching the Bo Jackson documentary, which again, because yeah. I was telling Hillary about, about Bo Jackson. She was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that was the thing. She goes, and I was so excited to watch it with her because she mm. didn't know about it. To, like, see someone watch him Bebo Jackson yeah. for the first time was sick. But anyway, that happened to him. Like, he got recruited by Alabama, and they were like, you're not going to play your first two years. So, like, being in a place where you can turn down Alabama because you're not getting what you want is a good sign for you. Yeah, You know what I mean?
1: I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I, I hadn't really seen it. I was overwhelmed by all of it. You know, uh. I was 17 years old. I didn't know.
0: Did you think? Did you believe in it? Did you believe in yourself? Like, did you think it was going to happen, or were you like? I thought.
1: I thought that, um, based on the fact that a couple of uh, division one coaches had already expressed a little bit of interest, and in that when I went there, I didn't feel like I was totally out of my element. Gotcha. I actually, it, our team at the camp went undefeated. So our team that had just randomly been assembled was the best team at the camp. And I had in our most challenging game, our one game that was really close, we went to overtime against another team, and I scored the game-winning, oh, goal, six, six game-ending oh, goal. Yeah. And when that happened, I remembered thinking, "Oh, you know, that might have mattered." Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, dude.
0: And that I think about that too. Like, I think about if you have a good NCAA tournament. It can change your life. hundred percent. You know what I mean? In a way that is not fair because you, there's so much parity, And now in the era where like guys from mid-major schools are having massive NBA careers, that wasn't happening when we were kids. You could count on your, on your fingers, the amount of players who came out of random schools. Now it's like half of the, of the all-stars went to like random schools, Yeah. you know? So like a big tournament can change your life. And, and, and in that moment for you, like, that was a moment where they're like, that guy is a guy, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, again, I didn't know. I didn't know, but I was just, all I wanted, I knew the Harvard coach was going to be there, and all I wanted was to play well enough for him to feel uh, emboldened or encouraged to continue recruiting me. And, you know, I knew as well that they don't, the Ivies are much more... Uh, cautious about how they recruit first of all they can't offer athletic scholarships so there's no real way to bind them to their promise to recruit you Mm -hmm. and i'd heard horror stories especially when it came to dartmouth about kids who had been promised a spot they were told you're part of our incoming class our recruiting class they applied and didn't get in oh damn and and then they're just out in the dark because then wow. you're scrambling. You've missed your early action or your early decision oh, window. Shit. Now you're just thrown into the regular pool of college applicants. Most coaches have shored up their squad, their incoming class, and you don't know if you're going to be able to get pull anywhere else at that right, point. Right, and that right, right. scared me. Yeah, that's scary. Um. And, and meanwhile, now I've got, I had Johns Hopkins and then I, you know, immediately when he got off the phone, I had... Albany, Duke, uh Yale, Princeton. Fucking Dude,
0: poor poor Albany. Oh, Penn. Poor Albany being involved in I those know, phone
1: calls. I know. <laughs> I had Navy, um, the Naval yeah. Academy, which was ironic because it was the assistant there, uh named John Tillman, who recruited me and within that the by by the time uh the summer before I went to school, so one year later they fired the head coach at Harvard and hired that guy yeah. to be our coach. I, yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Um, and now he's the coach at Maryland and arguably one of the greatest college lacrosse coaches ever. That's crazy. Uh, but to to end this story, everybody at that camp called me Maine. <laughs> what up, cool. Maine? Oh, that's cool. Oh, because I was the only kid from Maine. Oh wow. That's a good I was the only kid from Maine at the camp. But
0: that also works. Like what up, Maine? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Yeah,
1: give it to Maine. Give it to Maine. It's a play out, um, sorta. And I was so honored that's to cool. be an ambassador of our state. And I had our, you know, my high school helmet on and uh Yarmouth, Maine, and it was just I loved I loved that. I loved to carry the flag to be a banner man. Bannerman yeah. Yeah. for uh for the state of Maine. And my whole life, I've been very proud of this. And to bring it home, the reason I started on this long path of the story was that um, when I've gone home to perform in Maine, I cannot say that the state embraces me that the way that they do you.
0: Okay. But let me ask you this. I've performed in Connecticut a dozen times, and it's not the same as performing specifically five or 10 minutes from where you lived that is that's the big difference.
1: I guess maybe people that's come, true. People come, of course. Yeah.
0: But it was like my town and it's a town where like people don't come to perform in. There's nowhere to really perform there. Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that I don't know. I, that's the one well, thing I'll
1: say. that could be. I don't think that I could do a, a show in Freeport, Maine. I mean, I I don't know that you know yeah. if it's a big enough town for us to get people out. Portland, which is 20 minutes away is where I've typically performed Mm -hmm. and we do well, you know, we get people out. But, um, I think the problem is that Maine is not really a big part of my brand. And as much as I'd like for it to be. So it's funny.
0: I've, I've felt that way about myself too, but I felt that since we've been doing this, where I'm from has become much more part of my brand because I love talking about it. Yeah. And you know, you too. You have a lot of good.
1: I Maine I'm just. I wish that. Uh, you know. I wish that I'd like to live there someday. Uh, I would never pretend to have any shot at running for local uh, politician spot or anything like that. Boy, it would be cool to get involved a little bit more in the in the state. And it bums me out when I when people from Maine. Tell me, I've been a fan of yours for years. I didn't even know you were from Maine. Oh. That mm, bums me out. mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, dude, yeah. Like, you got to get it out there, I guess. I don't know. You do talk about it kind of a lot. I try. That's (laughs) that's similar to me being Julio to people, to me. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's shocking. It's like, wow, it's like, you're not paying attention to my stuff the way that I'm paying attention to my stuff, and I need to remember that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh (laughs)
0: You know, I need volume and consistency because you're not sitting there waiting for me to put something out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, dude, so this is funny. So uh, tell me what you think about this. I think that I handled it perfectly, but it's still a funny scenario that's kind of unprecedented. So our plan was we were going to go to Connecticut, do the show. We're filming a vlog, which by the way is going to be awesome. It's going to be on the Oops channel. Um, A lot of interacting with my dad and just talking about all this stuff going and performing at home. Uh, My dad, by the way, insisted on acting out the Ninja Turtle suitcases bit. I was like, you really think that's funny? He's like, yeah. And then he pulled two Ninja Turtle suitcases down from the attic, which I guess I knew we maybe had at one point, but didn't realize we still had, and then acted it out. And may or may not have been wearing a raccoon hat while doing it, too. (laughs) Uh, Insane. So, Ryan, Ryan, I got a lot of good stuff. So anyway, I felt like we sort of had it in the bag. The next day, we were going to go to this restaurant and film some more stuff, but Um, I, I got a thing for commercial, like whatever I was, I, I sort of had to go back. Now the plan had been that we were going to stay over. I was going to stay at my parents' house, Ryan and Zach were going to stay in hotels. And then we go back in the afternoon. So Hillary, one of her best friends in the world was in the city for this engagement party that I went to Saturday night. And the plan was she was going to stay at our apartment. Okay. So they were going to sleep in, in our bed together. Great.
1: She and her friend. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: At 9.30 p.m. I pull- Does that bother you? No. Okay. 9.30. 930- <laughs> <laughs> didn't even ask her to wash the sheets after. I'd find a little piece of her hair. I love this girl. I don't give a Even if I didn't, I don't think I would give a shit. Okay. Um,
1: that makes one of us. But in- yeah. Yes. I knew. Yeah. We know.
0: But in general, <laughs> I would say that... A man would obviously weird me out, obviously with my girl gr- my girl, in the bed. <laughs> yeah. but even without her in the bed, yeah. a man sleeping in the bed, I'd wash the sheets. Got girl, it. don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Sorry, uh, keep going. Positive sexism. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 10 p.m., 9.30 p.m., 10 p.m., I pulled the audible. I'm like, I'm coming back to the city. But I realized that that girl is now staying in my bed. So, I got a hotel in the city and stayed in it. Mm-hmm. Didn't tell the girl, obviously. I told Hillary, but I didn't tell the girl because we don't want her to feel bad. Oh so my she doesn't know still. God. She would be horrified. I'm not sleeping on my own couch, dude. It's just weird. So got a hotel in fucking Times Square, stayed there for the night. It was insane. Went home the next day. What? <laughs> That's crazy, right? It is a little, yeah. So what are like the other options there? I guess I could have just like really stayed in Connecticut. No, but, you like,
1: tell Hillary the deal. <laughs> and say, this is the deal, and then I would think that the two of you tell the friend, Julio's plan's changed, he needs to sleep here, he's happy to sleep on the couch, to which she would probably say, no, are you kidding? I'll sleep on the couch. Solve.
0: So I don't I don't feel that good about that. How because much- I don't think that she would have agreed to sleep on the couch if she knew that I was going to be home to begin with. Which I don't think is fair. I think that puts her in a precarious position, potentially. And our couch, while quite nice, it's like a, an oval. It's like a circle. So it's not like super sleepable.
1: Oh. mm-hmm. It, it
0: can be done.
1: She needs to sleep in Spoon.
0: No, it can be done, but it's not, there's no like straight shot on it. No, right. And right. you can take a nap on it, but like, I don't know. So I didn't <laughs> want to put her in that position. I didn't want to boot her. Now, we could have maybe put her in a hotel. I could have paid for her to hotel, but that's, like, not as special. You know I what see I mean? what you mean. They well, and have, also,
1: that is weird. That's weird. They, they wanted to have, have a boys' like, night. Y- what? They wanted to have a boys' night. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure, sure. Yeah. Hanging. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so,
0: yeah, I mean, it was sort of, like, a hilarious situation, but stayed in a hotel, got a good rate.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That's very generous of you. Is I'm not it, so it? sure that, I would, uh, would, that this would happen. In my world. It would
0: be insane to me to pull the, like, man, the alpha male veto. No, it's, it not, the, like
1: it's not the alpha male veto. It's the, this is my home. This is where I live. My home and that I've subleased. I, you didn't sublease I that. agreed. You opened a door for someone to stay there without specifying, probably, where they would stay. Did, was it known to her?
0: That I was going to be gone and that she was going to sleep in the bed.
1: I suppose that... Once you, you being gone is the operative placeholder there where if that changes, then things change.
0: But at 10 p.m. that that night, they're probably in the bed already.
1: I would bet you. They're probably eating snacks in the bed. You didn't, you, the the plan didn't
2: change until 10 p.m.
0: 10 p.m. the night, that night. Yeah. Right, Ryan? I think it was official. It was pretty much official maybe a little earlier, but. It was
2: Facebook official around 10. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That was good. That's good. I would
2: bet you that if this
1: young lady found out that what you had done, she would be mortified.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. But Let's, I don't
0: want to put her in that position.
1: I want her to know.
0: And I don't feel bad. I don't feel <laughs> a way about it at all, bro. I love this girl. I
1: know. I know. You don't mind, you know, inhaling her hair strands off your pillow.
0: <laughs> Even if I didn't love her, I would have still done it the same way.
1: I think, yeah. Ultimately. I
0: don't know.
1: I, I, had a, I had a little bit of a uh is, is, is that o- enough of a rendering of a verdict on that yeah,
0: yeah i don't i i think that i handled it perfectly i was just curious if there's like things i wasn't thinking about i stand by my i don't decision. think that
1: there is yeah i don't think you, you i guess based on your that situation. did not feel
0: like an abrupt transition at all okay yeah i know that feeling yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh god did i just not give him enough of my attention
1: no <laughs> how dare i i you I, yes, I wasn't sure if you were done on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, bro. I know the feeling. I I was fully done and I actually, I mean it. (laughs) No, but I know, I know what that's like. Or even like every once in a while, like Francis will like say something funny and he'll be laughing about it. They're laughing about it. I've heard it and I'm moving on. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't give that enough. (laughs) I didn't give that enough. I'm going to, I'm going to go home and be really stressed out for 12 hours.
1: It's. It's, there's it. The, there it is, our neuroticism. Uh, okay, let me tell you this. I was out on the highway coming back into the Holland Tunnel, and there was a line of traffic. And the second it formed, cars started dipping into the shoulder. And I said, okay, here we go. Here we go again. I I got to I got to walk the walk if I'm going to talk the talk. I'm the guy that stops this behavior. I, I got to Timothy. Put the hat back on. <laughs> yeah. And so I I edged out into the shoulder and instantly a number of cars that were intending to By the way, I watched probably 4 cars get to the traffic and just immediately say, "No." And I think that that's... Like, like veer off? No, they, they, they said, I'm not waiting. I'm going to run oh. the shoulder until the end and then, and then cut in. And I think that that's an important footnote in this because people always say, well, what if it's an emergency? And it's very hard to watch so many cars because they were cabs. Mm. They were cabs. They were Ubers that had the Uber sign in the back. It's so hard to watch a number of cars do this and still think, oh, they all have emergencies. <laughs> or maybe one of them has an yeah. emergency. It's very apparent that these cars are doing this not because they have an because emergency. They're bastards. But because they're just assholes. Yeah. They are they are non participating members of the social contract. Bastards. And So I did my thing, and I was filming myself. (laughs) Not today. They didn't account for me. Guy behind me is laying into the horn, you know, and he's driving a Kia. Kia seems to be the official car of people that don't want to drive by the rules.
0: (laughs) Seems to be the official car of a little bitch. Yeah.
1: That's it. It's people in Kias who just use the shoulder constantly. And I say that because I blogged a couple weeks ago. About a video on Worldstar where there was a guy who veered into the shoulder and just cut everyone and said, not today. Fuck y'all's problems. I'm not dealing with this. And he was driving a Kia. And everyone made fun of him for driving a Kia. But anyway, the guy behind me driving a Kia, leaning on his horn, filming myself. And he does this thing where I'm edged out and he comes back into the the lane, the regular lane. And then comes abreast of me. So now we are driving. How is he able to do that? Because there was enough room because I was halfway out that he could come up. So, But
0: why wouldn't he be able to continue going by you at that point if he's right next to you?
1: Because there's a a truck in front of me. Ah, wow. So now he and I are driving. Why would he be
0: upset though? If there's a truck in front of you, why would he care if he can't go past you?
1: Because he could have gone past me. There was no one else blocking the shoulder. I'm blocking the shoulder. Oh, so
0: he came up on the left.
1: He came up on ah, my left. Okay, 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 sorry. Got he you. came up on my left. And for the sake of the video, I rolled my window down. <laughs> and I didn't really know what I wanted to say to this guy. I didn't know what sort of temperature he was operating at. Um, and that's the thing
0: somebody who's just immediately bolting for the shoulder has a little bit of fucking cojones to begin with. Uh-huh. So you could be dealing with a wild card.
1: Yeah and he lowers his window and i don't know why i did this this was a mistake <laughs> but i said hey i'm a comedian i make i just try to make funny videos doing this almost
0: <laughs> is this video out yet
1: i have it on my phone and i i haven't posted it and i don't know that i want to oh okay and he goes oh you're a comedian all right you're having a grand old time and i was like yeah you know and he goes what if, I, what if I had an emergency? What if I had somewhere to be? And I go, it kind of felt like you didn't. <laughs> and he goes, okay, how can you tell? And then I said, well, if you really had an emergency, I feel like you would have been waving your arms. You would have gotten out and you been You might like, have gotten out of the car to like, hey, tell me. Right. And he goes, that's not your call to make. And then he pulled out his phone and started talking over it and filming me. Oh, nice. And he was like, you got these main license plates. What are you doing uh, fucking up traffic in New Jersey? And I was like, well, I just haven't had them changed yet. And he goes, well, why don't I make a couple of calls about that? That's illegal. And I go, no, it's not. I have a window. (laughs) And <laughs> that I has not expired yet in which I'm allowed to do this. And he goes, just admit it. You met your match tra- today. Oh, uh, you thought you could be a troll, but you met an even bigger troll. And I was like, okay. And I just, I wanted it to be over. So I was like, you <laughs> go ahead.
0: Agree. You did not get got there. No,
1: I didn't think I got got because ultimately if my goal was to stop this guy from cutting all traffic, I did that.
0: And he also didn't have a good zinger for
1: you. No, he didn't. That's,
0: this is reminding me of the energy of Ryan stealing the alcohol guy. Yeah. He clearly didn't steal the alcohol. Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. Like, you clearly didn't troll Francis. Oh, what about your license plates? They're legal. You met your match today, dude. I know. I That's know. He he
1: was He thought that by, like, turning it on me and, and filming me, too, that he was par- participating in his own game.
0: Which is kind of awesome. I hope that one goes viral. Bro,
1: that's what I've been looking for. Uh, Mm. I have not been sleeping well.
0: Why? Does it make you look bad?
1: (laughs) Who knows? Mm. This guy seemed to think so. I don't think that anybody, you know, you look, you can manipulate anything. It could be, the guy could be like, my wife was in labor in the hospital. TikTok voice. My wife was in labor in the hospital. And this clown from Maine with illegal license plates stop me uh, from getting yeah. to her yeah. what the fuck
0: man right right
1: just lie
0: right 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 right
1: but he clearly didn't i mean look and let me tell you something people invoke that it's crazy how quickly people go to the what if i had an emergency thing i think that if you use that as an a lie excuse for why you're in the in the shoulder when you're when you don't actually you're doing more harm to that cause than me stopping people from doing it big time because you are discrediting that as a valid reason to use the shoulder
0: let me ask you this was there a pileup of cars trying to get by you
1: yeah but they were all cabs and ubers yeah classic just all people who don't fucking care yeah yeah pretty much yeah and then we had this weird thing at the end (laughs) where i think he realized that i wasn't putting up a fight and i just was like trying to Diffuse. And we got to the point where I had to kind of come back in now, and he was blocking me. And I was like, I said something like, Well, anyway, you go ahead. You've bested me today. Because mm. he was ahead of me now. And he goes, I don't even want this win. You go.
0: <laughs> so now you're both kind of like,
1: We're both like letting each other go courteously, but in a kind of passive aggressive way.
0: You're like, dude. I- do you want to hang out sometime? I, <laughs> look,
1: I wasn't far from that, but I I couldn't get over the fact that this guy was the embodiment of all the delusional trolls that take issue with what I have done right. here, which is that he was invoking in real time the emergency excuse when he didn't have one. mm mm-hmm. He did not have one, mm-hmm. he effectively admitted to me i don't have an, i don't have an emergency oh he 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 then later told me he was late for work mm. or something like left that earlier yeah, well, exactly that's not my problem. We're all late for something going back into the city, yeah, you know what I mean We didn't account for this traffic. It sucks for all of us, and yes if you if your wife were in labor or you were trying to rush to the hospital, we would all get out of the fucking way, yeah, and there would be a way for you to convey that to us yeah. But clearly, you're now, you're now calling wolf on a situation. <laughs> you're calling emergency and when you don't have one and admitting you don't have one, which to me just further cements me in my position that the vast majority of people who use the shoulder to cut do not, in fact, mm. have an emergency.
0: Yeah, it's funny to me that you were able to maintain this sort of like level of politeness during all this. It reminds me of like a movie. Where, like, people will be, like, in this tense moment, and he's like, take a seat. And then, like, pours him a drink, but, like, then he kills him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, I am, it's rare to encounter that in real life, I feel.
1: I've, I'm, I'm impressed. You're I'm good a strange that. person where I, I think, I, in a lot of ways, I do... I behave in a way that uh, elicits confrontation. But once the confrontation happens, I don't necessarily want to escalate. Yeah,
0: you're well-equipped for it. To well, kind of like...
1: I, I don't I don't even want to be in it. Yeah, you
0: don't get... Particularly emotional, which is good. Or maybe you're being emotional within, but you don't have like a violent rage. Yeah, I'm not
1: getting more and more angry. I I was thinking about how I could have handled that uh, in a way that would have been better. And I think think playing out that philosophical game with him of, did you have an emergency? Yeah. And getting him to admit that he didn't and then explaining exactly what we've just said, which is you're discrediting the use of the shoulder lane. As an emergency lane. By the way, for what it's worth, there are signs galore saying, do not drive in the shoulder. Mm. Do not drive. It's illegal. And I recognize the eyelash of hypocrisy of me edging out to prevent people from driving in the shoulder by effectively driving in the shoulder myself. Mm -hmm. I recognize that. Um, But again, it is illegal. And they're not policing it, and it is affecting me. It is affecting me directly by adding time to let all these people cut.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why they're not putting cameras there and giving people tickets. Instead of going 32 miles an hour in New York City or in the bus lane and getting a ticket in the mail.
1: I get so many of those. It's
0: fucking bullshit.
1: School zones that you don't know you're in a school zone. Yeah, it's really And all of a sudden you're going five over and you get a $50 fine.
0: They're assaulting the art of driving in new york <laughs> they are. there's all these like weird laws now about like driving uptown like they're gonna add some kind of fee to that i don't know whatever what
1: oh, yeah Mm-mm. yeah
0: um but anyway you was en- enjoying a delicious hango b
1: oh you do that
0: <laughs> uh, uh, hango bee. hango b uh, uh, hango b uh... hango b
1: or not hango b
0: <laughs> please hango b por favor yeah Uh, dude the hang obi what a great gift to life you be in the fridge sometimes i'm like oh what do i want Mm -hmm. i'm tired and i just see that calm sitting there dude on a hungover weekend nothing goes down cleaner than a hang obi calm
1: it helps the nerves it does it's got that effervescent buoyant quality that also soothes and serves as a tonic yeah. To the racing uh, fretful mind. And
0: it's delicious. It's actually good. And you can tell that it just ain't bad for you. That's it. Which
1: is a good thing, dude. I've never had one and thought, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Got to reel it in. It's pretty good.
0: Uh, and there is utility to the wake, Pepsi up. The Calm calms you down. The Essential is just good for keeping you nice, streamlined, lubed. See lubes my hand?
1: You. It's not even shaking.
0: That's pretty good. You see that?
1: That's the essential.
0: Recommend pouring it over a big ice cube. And since it's the European clay court season, wake up early in the morning. Crack yourself a Hangobi. Watch Pass play. What a beautiful backhand. Tsitsipas. Mm-hmm. Um A lot of good tennis. A lot of good Hangobi. A mm. lot of good activity. And a lot of good beverage sipping.
1: Yeah. Sip away when you go to Hangobi.com. Use promo code, oops, I'm hung. No apostrophe. That'll get you 30% off, you goose.
0: <laughs> and if you want to be, if you want to have a lot of fun, crack a Hangobi, barely, and then hold it to your girlfriend's uh, clavicle and watch as it slowly travels down her chest into her belly button. You hold your tongue out and a tiny little drop might get on her tongue if you pour the proper amount. It's a challenge. It's difficult, but only the best what can do it. on earth?
1: Where did Jeez. that come from?
0: All right. Go to Hangobi.com. Uh, <laughs> use promo code UBSOMHU for 30% off your order. That's hangobi.com. Oops, I'm hung 30% off your order. They're really taking the world by storm. Hundreds of stores. If you see one in the shop, say you love it. Hang I told you guys about the day where I was just like, about the iPad guy at the doctor. I told you guys about all that, right? No. The doctor, the doctor's do office. Uh, then I... Uh, Why don't you just tell the story? No, because it's too long. It's not long, but like I called the lady man. Did I tell you this? Didn't I tell you guys this? Maybe.
2: I don't think you did, dude. Someone called you a lady. I thought someone called you ma'am.
0: That, yeah. No, I, I called a, somebody man instead of ma'am. And then I kept calling her ma'am. I'm pretty sure I told this.
1: No, you told a story about how someone kept oh, calling way. you ma'am.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start. Is that a
1: different story? Yeah. Or you... Okay. <laughs> dude,
0: I've been, I've been becoming more <laughs> confrontational in public. Hilldog has mentioned it to me. One morning before, like, 9.30 a.m., I did more damage than I've done in the previous five years. Wow. And none of it was bad, but, like, I was like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? You need to go home and stop me if I've told you this already, because I would have told it recently. But I'm at the doctor's office. There's nobody in there. There's a guy setting up an iPad so that you can, like, check in. Mm -hmm. And the iPad keeps falling. And... At some point, I was like, oh, it's nice and, qu- it's uh, you know, not too busy yet. And they're like, yeah, nice and early in the morning, huh? And I first out of nowhere, I don't know why I said this, but I said to the guy, I'm like, yeah, I guess it's a good time to be dropping things. And I was oh, like, oh,
1: golly. Why
0: did, would I say that? I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I, <laughs> I was like, there's no way for me to, like, make this better, so I'm just not going to do anything. <laughs> Then the, the, the person behind the desk, a woman, hands me a piece of paper, and I go, thanks, man. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what? So then I just started calling her ma'am over and over and over and over again to make To make, make it her seem think like that you had madam her? In fact, her? said ma'am, and she mm. got it wrong, right? Then, dude, I go to the Amazon Go store. I hear a guy trying to figure out something without trying to sound old and just sounding old in the process. So he, starts going, he goes into the Amazon Go store, and he starts asking the guy a question. He goes- is this the amazon store and the guy goes yeah and he goes uh do you sell goods here <laughs> and he's like goods what do you mean do we sell goods well, i don't know it's a grab and go store goods and he's like well you know like uh kindle he was like no no and we actually closed all our brick and mortar store here we just have basically shuts the guy down and i'm like oh that was emb- i'm embarrassed for that guy he was with his wife he's trying to be in control so I get up and I go, Hey man, I overheard your conversation. I was like, I think there's a Staples nearby and they definitely sell uh GoPro or they sell Kindle products there. And he goes, Oh wow. Look at that. A nosy New Yorker getting in other people's business. Whoa! <laughs> he said that? <laughs> yes. And then he goes, but you know, if this time it, it was helpful. So, and I go, why would you say that like that, dude? I was just helping you. And then he's like, well, I don't know. I just thought, I was like, I don't know, I, I was doing something nice and then you're sort of like attacking me. I'm sorry, it was, it was pretty hard not to overhear what was happening there. I was like, I have an unprecedented thing around here at the go. Anyway, I'm like, now I'm just fighting with this guy. I'm like, this is crazy, dude. And it's 9 a.m. at this point. I then get to my apartment and they're like, oh, you have some packages. And for some reason, I just go, huh, what'd she buy this time? And I'm like, I'm like, dude. Okay, dude. Get me out of here! Get me out of here! And I get home and I start telling Hillary this. She's like, "If you finish this story, I'm jumping off the balcony." <laughs> so just stop where you're at. And I'm like, "Dude, what is this trail that I, I'm blazing? This is in one day, dude."
1: Can I? I know what it is. <laughs> what is it? It's that that it was all too early. Yeah, you were you. uh Look, some people's <laughs> brains don't work in the morning, and i've had days like that where <laughs> dude. just your your the way your systems have not booted up yet and you're not operating in a nor on your normal human kind of courteous level
0: yeah i guess not that would dude. be
1: my guess
0: i guess not uh there but-
1: are days like that where you feel like no matter what you do you're just getting it wrong at every turn <laughs> yeah and like it's scary
0: yeah I'm, I'm just not used to operating in that way yeah where i'm like causing problems or <laughs> changing the course of people's days in this way that's like, like dude this is i
1: can't going. believe you one thought you had told us that story and two <laughs> didn't want to tell us that story because it was too long
0: no 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 if i had already told it
1: oh, oh, oh it wasn't okay. too good, long good, good. but if i had
0: told it already recently yeah it happened recently?
1: I'm trying to think. I mean, the guy, the guy barking back at you, or trying to make a joke about nosy New Yorkers, is to me the real outlier of that story.
0: Yeah, I wonder. He was probably just embarrassed. He was with his wife. He was from out of town. He's old.
1: Right. That's my thought. Right. He I thought. He thought. Well, I didn't defend myself against the Amazon Go guy, and now here's a chance for me to regain my pride.
0: The Amazon Go guy was a huge dick, but it's wild to see like a sympathetic figures fall from grace. Like this old man went from this like vulnerable, you know, guy who needed help to a dick Mm -hmm. very
1: quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm You
0: know what I mean? Just wanted to show he was in control of the situation. Yeah. No good deed. Uh, No good deed. Yeah. Um, Dude, I had another good one in public. Great. Another good in public thing. So (laughs) the girl who stayed at our apartment, right? I was going to meet her and Hill Dog for lunch on Saturday. And I'm walking, and as I walk, I'm walking down the street, and I see this little table of, like, Peruvian goods. There's, like, little, you know, whatever. Symbols, whatever. And then there's little stuffed animals. There's an alpaca, and then there's this little uh, wolf. Mm -hmm. And there's rows of them, and I'm just staring at them, thinking, well, Hill Dog might not like this, because we already have stuffed animals who we've personified in the apartment. We don't need to add to that. And she also doesn't like clutter. But maybe her friend would like it. Maybe her friend would like one of these. So I'm sitting there staring at it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I I, I can't find the guy. So I decide to walk away. And as I'm walking away, I see somebody who I know. We make eye contact. And I'm wondering, I'm like, did he see me staring at the alpacas? Was that weird? (laughs) 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 And I'm not sure. And... (laughs) And I see him, and he nods at me, and he goes, what's up? I'm like, nothing, man. I was like, I'm going to see you at this party tonight, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, <laughs> "He goes, man, pretty cool alpaca table, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Browsing the alpacas? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, I start getting into the story with him, dude. I see him at the party. The next day, his girlfriend texts me in the morning. I'm sort of like weirded out by that. And this is the text she said she sent me a picture of an alpaca table i'm presumably in the same area saying phoenix told me to send you this lol i'm like god damn it dude i went from being the wet bandit to the alpaca bandit dude is that guy's name is
1: that guy's name really phoenix yeah it's a sick this name, is his right? first name yeah wow yeah He's That's a cool pretty dude. pretty cool, He's yeah. He's a cool dude. That's
0: cool. Um, well, guys, thank you. That email last, last uh, episode was pretty funny, so we figured we'd keep it rolling here.
1: Hell yeah. Give me an email.
0: Um, this one's called A Quandary on Terrible House Guests. Ooh, I
1: think this is this is right for us. This
0: is right for us. This is sort of <laughs> dense, but it's good. Um, I'm in a bit of a quandary here and thought you might appreciate weighing in. This past weekend, I hosted a uh, weekend party at my parents' house in Colorado. My parents lived there full time and were present the whole weekend. I had an old friend who I've known for 20 years, my best man, uh, sorry, those are separate people, friend for 20 years, best man, two of my college roommates, my wife's coworker and her husband, who I'm also friends with. Through the weekend, three nights, four days, my wife and I made breakfast, packed lunches for skiing and dinner every single night. As soon as we were done making breakfast, everyone would serve themselves, eat, scamper off to get ready to ski while my wife and I cleaned up. For lunch, everyone just grabbed sandwiches and snacks, stuffed them in pockets, but left my wife and I to clean the sandwich station. For dinner, we had one night where we ordered food, and two, where my wife and I cooked for 90 minutes or more. While we were cooking, everyone else was in the hot tub, showered, took naps. After those extravagant dinners, we were sitting at the table for 20 minutes before I got up and did all the dishes.
1: Oh my God.
0: My parents were furious, but didn't say anything because they didn't want to upset me or my friends. I feel very unappreciated and almost used by my close friends. They did nothing to contribute at all to the weekend. At the end of the weekend, my mom asked everyone to strip their beds and bring their sheets to the laundry room, where she labeled replacement sheets for everyone to put on their beds. My best man, wife's coworker and husband, and my college roommates brought the sheets up and left them on the floor. Um, I just brought them up. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Left them on the floor.
1: They did what was asked.
0: No, it they sounds didn't like they did They not put it on the it. bed. They didn't, yeah. So, okay. At the oh, end of they the brought weekend, the
1: replacement sheets up, but they did not put them on the beds. They didn't remake the beds.
0: Yeah, that was confusing me, too. Let me revisit that real quick. Mom asked everyone to strip their beds and bring their sheets to the laundry room, where she labeled replacement sheets for everyone to put on their beds. My best man, wife's coworker, husband, my colleague, brought the sheets up and left them on the floor. I, I don't fully get it, but let's just assume that,
1: that It would- could mean that. Brought the sheets, the dirty sheets uh, up and left them on the floor of the laundry room, which is what I would have thought they had done. We'll oh, oh okay. Right no, no, thing. no. This is
0: what they did. They brought the replacement sheets up to the bedrooms and instead of making the bed or putting them on the bed, they put them on the floor. Yeah. They put the replacement, the new sheets on the floor. Right. I was appalled. To add to the frustration, everyone offered to help clean up, but only after I was finishing up the last dishes. They would all watch me closely and not do anything. My wife, <laughs> my wife is upset, but I am livid. At the end of the weekend, I asked everyone to Venmo me for food and booze, and everybody did almost immediately, which was nice. I did mention to them how frustrated I was that they didn't contribute, and their collective response was that they got my parents a gift card for their favorite restaurant for hosting. From here, do you think it's wrong if I tell these people that they're not welcome back unless they participate in the chores? Is it something I should let blow over and speak up for more next time? Should I let them know now that I'm still pretty upset? Where does this sit in your mind?
1: This is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with this guy yeah <laughs> I'm with this guy. I do not have friends who play the game this way. Yeah, I really don't. uh you know, I'm very lucky, I guess, in that my friends are not the type of people who, when we cook a big dinner, they're gonna sit idly by and watch us start working on the dishes and then come in at halftime and finish it. We are, we, Sierra and I are very proactive cleaners.
0: You've talked about this before. This is one of your pillars of life.
1: We are proactive. You hit, the dishes, you hit them. We, we you hit them. If we're at someone else's house for a uh, dinner party and people are done, we will get up without saying anything, clear the plates, and then if people, if the hosts are like, "Let us do it," you don't know where things go. We fight them. Yeah, yeah. We fight them about it. You have to fight. We're like, fuck that. We're doing this. And we like doing it. We're efficient. We're a good team at cleaning. We, we know, you know, we, we're, we're thorough. We're not new to doing dishes the right way. And uh, we get it done. And we have friends who do the same thing for us. Yeah. And it's really nice when you've worked your ass off to prepare a meal for a lot of people, which is a ton of fucking work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really nice to watch someone else who you trust restore your kitchen to the proper condition
0: yeah 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 that's a nice thing and agreed like there are there is a world where like we'll have people over whatever and they try to clean up but we're like no 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 you know what i mean like and we don't feel any certain way about it i mean but agreed it is a nice thing um and in this situation this is pretty bad Mm -hmm. um and i get the like it is interesting too, though, because they all think because they got gift cards and they mode that they don't need to do anything, That's which nuts. is wrong, which is wrong. That's insane. But I wonder what is his, what should he do now? Now? Cause like it's, this is from a few months ago, so I don't know how helpful this is going to be yeah. at this point, but how quickly do you need to address it if you're going to address it? Or do you just remember forever and never invite
1: them Dude, again? Like I, I, you- I think you don't invite these people again. I think that they blew their audition as guests. And but these
0: are like all the most important people in this guy's I life. I get
1: that, but it's like, <laughs> sorry, sucks. dude, you made the wrong fucking friends. And it's doubly, if not triply worse because his parents were there and it was his parents' house. Mm. And
0: they, they saw, they were upset. Everybody was upset. Bro,
1: if someone else's parents... I, I have a very, very dear friend who has a house in Colorado and we go out there typically once a year and it's his parents' house and they're often there. And these people are so generous. And if they were to tell me to strip the beds, bring the sheets to the laundry, and then put the new sheets back on the bed, the idea that I would think, I'm not going to do that. But instead, I've got this Barnes and Noble gift card, (laughs) which they will put to use.
0: Okay, so I'm not going to do that. Dude, that's funny. The
1: idea that that to me would be an adequate substitution for the direct directive they gave me. I, 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 what, like, what planet are you on? You are basically asking to be thought poorly of as a guest. Yeah. With that level of disrespect. Yeah. That's nuts, bro. From a fucking parent when Mm -hmm. it's their home Mm -hmm. and you've gone to Colorado and not had to pay for a hotel room and you've been sleeping comfortably in your own bed at this thanks to this buddy of yours his parents house yeah that's madness yeah that's madness that's madness that's madness so i think that this guy is well within his rights to just say either look i'll still be their friends but i'm not inviting them out to colorado ever again yeah and i don't think he's wrong to say that yeah and mm-hmm. unless they sort of issue a, a, a collective apology. And say, we really dropped the ball. I don't know why we didn't follow the sort of commands and respects of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're, they've they blown it. There.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's nuts. Yeah. Bad. Did he say in that he asked them to help or no? He said that he didn't say that he did necessarily, but that they would offer like in a really convenient time mm. for them. And that they were just like making a mess constantly and not cleaning up after themselves. It sounded like adequately.
2: And do we get the age?
0: sounded like around our age to me.
1: Okay, there's one caveat here. And that is maybe these people have houses too and will invite him and his wife or girlfriend out and they will expect to clean and cook Mm. the way that he did. And maybe that is their yeah yeah quid pro quo yeah i i I don't know i don't believe that should be the way i don't think it should be that when you visit someone's home you get to be on vacation because you know that you'll do the same thing for them when they visit you Mm -hmm. um it's perfectly fine you're still being a great host even if your guests help you clean yeah you can get help from guests and not ruin their time
0: and i also think that like you can not go above and beyond and still be a good guest Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like don't be extra messy don't be disrespectful don't be considerate do something when they tell you Mm -hmm. you're in a decent spot there you should get up and clean you should get up but like there is a scenario where you're like can i help and they're like no 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 and then that person ends up getting mad at you. That is a scenario that does exist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like this is the case here. Right. It sounds like they made too many violations to even have a praying chance here.
1: I think so. You it's know, crazy. It's, it's bad. crazy to me. Bad, 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 bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, this guy ripped like seventy-seven flights last year. Jesus. He threw Christ. that on the bottom of the email. Yeah. The guy's a legend. That's crazy.
1: Um. For him.
2: Cool. All right. Anything else? No. Do Maybe little... some
1: Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan.
2: Facts with Ryan. The X-Files is known for its sci-fi storylines, but every so often it reaches out a toe and dips it squarely into the horror genre. Mm. So you, that's true. Yeah? Not that it. we doubted you, but... <laughs> Blake Reed's blue chip lacrosse Twitter account hasn't seen no, any activity. Jake, Jake Reed's? Blake Reed's.
1: Well, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a parody account.
2: Jake Reeds. Oh wait, no one second. me. Jake Reed. This. Maybe I typed it wrong. Jake
0: Reed. Jake Reed. I typed
2: it wrong. Jake Reed. Uh, Jake Reed's blue chip lacrosse Twitter account hasn't seen any activity since November nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think he was Should taken it off of the camp board or something like that. But it was his camp. No tweets. Two thousand three hundred and forty nine days. Billy Biter, or is it Bitter? (laughs) Bitter, Billy Bitter played in the National League Lacrosse from um, 2011 to 2013, splitting time between the Charlotte Hounds and the Denver Outlaws. Cool. Alpacas live up to 15 to 20 years. (laughs) Very nice, Ryan. And I just want to point out, uh, going on the road with Julio, uh, he's two for two on being a courteous Augs gentleman. First time was when we were doing the move and you played Bad Bunny. Second time we get in the car, we don't really say anything about the music, but you put on some Lil Yachty, and (laughs) though you didn't acknowledge anything, I I noticed and I appreciated that. It made me feel very comfortable. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Ryan and I ride in silence. That's so nice,
0: Ryan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ever since the failure with Lil Yachty.
0: (laughs) Mm. Uh, What do you got coming up?
1: Uh, Let's see. Guys, me and Little Sasquatch, you know the deal. We are at Charlestown Races, the Hollywood Casino in West Virginia on May 12th. I hope you guys will come to that. I've also got a couple fun new dates as well. I'm coming out to Seattle. I'll be at uh, Tacoma Comedy Club on July 18th, I think. And then I'll be at Spokane Comedy Club on the next day, July 19th. I think it's that those days. Um, tickets for all that will be up soon at francisellis.com. Can't wait to see you guys. And uh, how about you, Julio?
0: May 17th, Stress Factor, New Jersey. Uh, May twenty fifth, Laugh Boston. Uh, and also check out bubkis today wow. uh, on Peacock. Oh yeah, um, it's a great show. I uh, I'm in it briefly, but I think memorably. And you know, support Pete. He's a great guy, and he really uh takes care of a lot of people, and and really cares about us. I consider myself part of that group, but he's created an entire e- ecosystem for people to succeed and, and have opportunities. So I appreciate him for that, and uh, I think you'll like the show. So check it out. Awesome.